If you're anything like me, you've always had a sense that there was more to life, that there was more than what you saw, what you had experienced and what you had been exposed to. I never knew exactly where this yearning, this desire came from for more. And I didn't know exactly what that more was. I just knew that there was more for me. Well, God created each and every one of us with a specific purpose in mind. And that purpose, that's your more. See, there's more for me and there's more for you. So as we journey and draw closer to God, we'll get to know him. And as we get to know God better, we'll get to know ourselves better and understand ourselves better. And that's when it all begins to work together and it will be revealed to us. We will discover what the more is that God has for us. So let's continue to journey together. And as I discover the more that God has for me, I'm confident that you too will discover that God has more for you. Let the journey continue. Welcome to More For Me with yours truly, Kat Nicole. What up, homie? What's going on? What's good with you? I pray that all is well. How was your week? Well, my week was pretty long, I must say. Uh, it was a rough week. There were some good things in there, but there were definitely some uh, some some rough moments in my week that pretty emotional, pretty emotional. I would say that I am newer to the um, being newer to being emotionally present with myself. Uh, for a very long time, I was in the school of life happens, keep it moving, get her done. But that's not a great place to be. And so um, I've been much more sensitive to what's happening, how it's making me feel, what other things it may be impacting in my life, in me, specifically those around me, so on and so forth. And so these two things uh, happen to be... Um, Things that incidents that happened with people that I love dearly. So I was deeply, deeply uh, involved in those emotions and on what I would call a bit of a roller coaster. Um, I've processed these things, but I think it's interesting or uh, pretty, pretty cool for us to be able to to share in things like this, because um, life isn't always great. Everything isn't always grand. Right. Um we talk about here on the show that everything that happens in life is an opportunity for us to become a better version of ourselves. And that's a choice that we make, right? Do I choose, do I look at this and I accept it as an opportunity to become a better version of myself? Or do I look at it as just something that happens that happened to me and that potentially shapes me, um, intermolds me in whatever way. And I, I don't have any control over, over the outcome or the, the aftermath, if you will. Um, but the, the the two things I actually want to want to share and, and jump in today, and excuse my manners, if this is your first time joining us today, welcome to the show. If this is not your first time, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Y'all know it's a privilege and an honor for me to be able to kick it with you guys to share and let you in um, <laughs> behind the veil, behind the curtain of what's going on with Kat and Nicole, um, but really to help you, uh, remind you that None of us are exceptional, that bad things happen, good things happen to us all, but we're all on a journey. And I believe that that journey is toward the destination of more that God has for us. So even with the stuff that happens to me, this thing that we're about to jump right into, um, God was in it. He was present and there's still more for me. 
All right. So the first thing that happened, it happened at the, the top of the week. It was an incident with my son at his school. And um, at the end of every day when I pick kids up from school, uh, I've, I'm getting better about the questions that I do ask them. But I try to connect with them to understand what happened during the day. I wasn't present. So what what happened? What's going on? Are you learning stuff? Uh, is What's the environment like? Are your teachers good? Is this faculty and staff worthy of our presence here? Or we need to move on? Mommy needs to come in and talk to some people. You need to call up daddy, the big guns, and like, what's going on? But I asked them a series of questions, and uh, some of which I, uh, I had put a post on Facebook a couple months back or several months back and kind of asked, hey, how do you get your kids to tell you stuff? And people gave me some good strategies about questions they ask. So I've incorporated that into, into what it is that um, I ask my children to try to engage them and pull more information out of them. Um, and, and at the end of the conversation and talking with my son, he let me know that while at school, a young man uh, shared with him that he couldn't play because he was black. Now, um, I am a black mother. If this is, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't get to see me on YouTube, but I am, uh, I am black. Uh, my husband is black. And, um, so, uh, this is an identity that although race really is just made up, but in terms of our ethnicity, this is a part of our heritage, our culture, who we are. Um, and I have a, um, I'm very sensitive, not just because of uh, the things that are happening present day in our culture in terms of um, killings and violence and attacks and uh, oppression and or discrimination against people of color in general, uh, but also because of the, the the long history of this of this these United States of America. Um, so I, I'm sensitive. So when I when I heard that right away, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, now we were able to to talk about it um, and try to understand what exactly what happened, pour into him. My daughter was there and listening as well. So try to pour, pour something into them, remind them of who they are, whose they are. Um, but we'll move on from there to uh, connecting with the school to try to uh, explore what happened and come to some type of resolution of this concern, a major concern. So I brought it to the attention of the persons that I thought were appropriate at the school and they were working with it. They let me know like, Hey, this is something we're looking into. So on and so forth. Uh, that happened like on Tuesday, but it wasn't until Friday that we were, my husband and I were able to meet in person on campus, um, to, to understand and, and converse more about the subject matter. Um, you can imagine but I'll share like the time in between Tuesday and, and Friday, even after Friday, it was very, very emotional um, to to realize that um, I have have children and I believe as their mother, my husband as their father. Right. As parents, we are to steward what we've been given and we've been given those two little lives to steward well. And we take that job very seriously um, and a part of my stewardship. I try to protect as much as I can and releasing them every day, weekday, that is to go to school, to someone else's care. Um, there's a lot of trust associated with letting my uh, blessings be overseen and stewarded by someone else, even for short hours in the day. Um, but that's a, that's a big ask, but we, we do just that. And so <laughs> 
that that trust, although I didn't have the full story, that still was like, whoa, he wasn't protected. And other things have happened uh, during the course of his tenure at this school where I didn't feel that my son was properly cared for or protected. And I have my thoughts and opinions about that. But this one, this one hit different in the the seriousness of it, as well as our handling of it was very important to us because we not, not only needed to share with our children um, what happened to give them understanding, even at seven and four, to try to help them under, to see the injustice and what was wrong about what happened. Because uh, I, I think one assume that it's not just my children, but that they have a way of thinking that at this age, at least, that if I'm okay, it's okay. Like I didn't physically get hurt, it's okay. Um, but you could tell a little bit. He's like, I don't think that that's that's right. What what he said, but um, trying to help them understand that discrimination of any sort, um, based upon anything, is unacceptable. And you know, we walk through the color of your skin, uh, the length of your hair, your height, your size, how well you read, your grades, the way you talk doesn't matter anything. You should not treat people different because they're not the same as you. Um, but we, 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 we walked through that. Um, and I'll, 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 no, I'll, I'll continue to, to share a little bit. I was going to jump ahead, but, um, then you also have the processing of how to respond. And I have to be completely honest and say that, um, at that point in time, it's a battle between my flesh and, and my spirit, right? The spiritual and the carnal, because the carnal wants to stand up and move and navigate in a different way. As my husband likes to remind people, I'm from Detroit, which sometimes I'm like, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> uh, what are you expecting for me to do when you tell people, hey, yo, she's from Detroit, calm down. Um, but the carnal flares up and then there's a, there's a response that, uh, or several responses that I could have had, that we could have had, but that God wouldn't get any glory out of that. So then now I have to wrestle within myself. And that is still just a, a level of complexity in and of itself about um, what I could do and what I should do, what I want to do, but what is the right thing to do. And God was so gracious to allow for there to be time in between the, the sit down conference and the incident itself, because in that time, um, the Holy Spirit ministered to me and worked on my heart to the point of Friday that I no longer, I no longer was angry. I no longer wanted to come in and read everybody their rights, <laughs> but I wanted to, I realized that at the core of that school, there was an alignment in what we desired for my children, which is why we allow for them to attend there in the first place. And that there was an incident that happened that did not align with what either of us wanted. And now we have an opportunity to work and talk through this thing and allow for God to be glorified through it. An emphasis on God being glorified through it is also a, a Christian school at that, which had a different level of, of sting as well. Um, but that God would get the glory out of it and there wouldn't be a subset of putting people in their place and letting them know how angry and mad we were, um, but that we wanted to make some progress and that hopefully that this incident, these conversations would shape the future for the next student of color, the students of color that are present, that they would have different experiences and that they might not have to be subjected to an incident of this nature. Now on Friday, 
we had the conference, my son had to be present. Um, well, we chose for him to be present. Let me say that because we did not feel we wanted the conversation that they had with him about what happened for us to be present and to be of support of him during that uh, conversation. So he was present. And so he was able to share. He was able to hear mommy and daddy speak to our concerns um, and for him to, to hear our, our heart um, and and even the heart of the, the teachers, facilitators, faculty, staff, or whatever at the school. Um, so at, at the end of it, it was a very good conversation. I'm hopeful about the future at that uh, institution. Um, we are prayerful for the family that uh, was connected to the other student who said such words. Um, but then we had to continue, have to continue to step up and make sure that we are okay, as well as our son being okay. And my husband, man, he had this great point. He was like, he's probably not, he's probably not going to be like fully present for the rest of his day. And uh, when we gets home, we're going to be intentional about loving on him and connecting with him to make sure that he's okay and that he knows how to guide through these moments. So he had that happen. Long Long story, not short at all. I removed some of the commentary <laughs> that had made the story longer before. Um, but it was, again, it was very intense, very emotional. And like something like that doesn't happen and it's just gone, right? That's something that you continually work through. Um, and so we'll be, we'll be mindful of that. But then the second thing that happened this week, on Friday, numero dos, uh, we had a vendor come to our home and to do some work for us. And at the end of his service, um, he failed to put everything back like he found it, which happens to be one of my uh, pet peeves. When people don't put stuff back like they found it, it drives me crazy. It normally kind of upsets me. Um, but this, in this case, he left our gate open, like propped it open. Like who does this? But yes, that's what he did. And he left. So we didn't, we were unaware. My husband let the dog out to use the potty. A little while later, we're like, why didn't he come back to the door where he normally comes? Like, y'all let me back in here. I'm done. I've done my business. Let me in. My little guy, who he's just a miniature pincher, so he's a little fella. Old, but small. <laughs> Mighty, <laughs> but still small. Yo, he was gone. He was gone. Now, that's my, as people uh, like to call it, fur baby. That's my fur baby. He was my firstborn, not born of me, but his name is Five. We know I like the number five. 13 years old, we've been rolling together. I got him on my 25th birthday. I'm like, well, where's my dog? So then uh, after a, a very intense and heavy day already, even though there was good things in it, it still was heavy. It still was a lot to process and deal with. Now, our dog is missing. Where we live, there are a few packs of coyote who run who run the block. Um, and so, so, where is he? You hope he doesn't get hit by a vehicle. Um, he's kind of smart, but still, you hope he doesn't get hit by a vehicle and he doesn't get eaten by a coyote. So my husband and I spend at least an hour and a half <laughs> running the streets, literally. I was on foot most of the time. Did a little bit of driving, but walking and running. My husband drove around and we are looking for this dog. 
ultimately that story also ends well. And he comes back home. He makes his way back home. Apparently he got a bit hungry. He was tired of eating wood chips and he returned home. But like just no idea. We live in the mountains. So it's like, did he, how much did he explore, right? Is he just walking the neighborhood? Is he running around? Uh, he still has a little get up in him. So he might be shooting around. He's he's in one of these valleys. He's trying to climb up top of a mountain, have no idea. Somebody's getting in a pool. Several people are getting pools put in. Like, did he fall into one of the holes, sneaking in somebody's yard or whatever? Like, have no idea. And I mean, people are also shady and somebody could have taken him. So the emotions trying to stay calm and think clearly, but then also trying to deal with this. And thankfully my mom is at the house and the kids are with her while my husband and I go out looking for him. But man, that was an intense hour and a half. Intense. But he did return home. So two major things happen. I think quite a bit terrible. Um, I've had the chance to process this a lot and to be able to share with you to still smile and that God showed me himself, even in the midst of those situations, doesn't mean that they were not difficult. Uh, but the aside from, dang, that sucks. I want to be able to share. I want to share with you now um, like how I saw God moving in those moments and the, the joy that I had, even in the pain, the hard times and the, the sorrow in those, in those moments, we go back to the, the incident at, at, at my children's school. When that happened, like it happened because of people. And so instinctively, I want to like reduce the number of people we are exposed to, right? Let's not be around you guys. But I was so pleased with how the school, the people that we had a chance to speak to, with how they showed up. And even though people hurt us, me indirectly, my son directly, although it was at the hands of people, that God's so good that he still used his people to, to connect with us. And to remind us that he sees us, he hears us, he loves us, and that he still is. He, he's, he's at work in this thing. And it was such a, a, a joy to see that they took it very seriously. It wasn't taken lightly. There have been things that happened that I thought weren't properly addressed at the school. But in this case, I was able to connect to the right person to make sure that this was handled correctly. And for um, our voices, our story to be heard, it's very important to be heard. Most people we want really just want to be heard. So to be heard was very important to us, that they heard us, they understood us, and that they were taking actions. Now, we don't know the exact outcome of everything just yet, but the fact that it's not being brushed under, under, under the rug. And this isn't one of those situations where it's like, you call the manager over to the table at a restaurant, and they're like, oh, your food wasn't good? All right, we'll take care of that. And then they just go throw the food away and nobody knows that you overcooked that chicken or that salmon and you probably shouldn't do that. Um, and it just is what it is. No, no, no. This is something that we know for sure is actually being addressed. And we are prayerful that that change going to come. Um, how, how timely that song. I was actually listening to it the other day. But, um, but that God showed up in people and they were very concerned for him 
about him and were taking steps like immediately to try to alter his environment to ensure that everything was okay, that he was okay, that he was safe, comfortable in, in this learning environment where he has to come, right? Um, you have to go to school. So so that was that was an amazing thing. But the second thing that happened in our neighborhood with my dog, um, I told you guys, like before, I'm on social, but I'm not on social per se, not heavy. I didn't even realize my community had like some Facebook groups or whatever, and they'd be talking and stuff like, I don't know. Um, but I'm out looking for my dog. I walk a lot, y'all, for real, for real. So people people see me and I've tried, my dog's 13 years old, so I try to make sure that his walks are super consistent because we want to keep him exercising and healthy. Um, he's been that thus far, so we want to keep him on that. So I try to walk him at least three miles a day, which would be my minimum. Um, but we, we try to make sure he gets it in um, so that he <laughs> he doesn't fall into that hip dysplasia or whatever that his breed is prone to. Uh, so people kind of see us and know us. But because we moved during COVID, like the goal of the whole world was to keep to yourself, mind your business and keep your germs to yourself. Right. So I, I don't there's not the same level of intimacy uh, that could be built in, in under normal, quote unquote, normal uh, circumstances or normal times. But. When I say that my neighbors were some awesome people, um, there were four to five people we had like directly and heavily engaged. Um, and then some other just passerbys that may passerbyers that may have been walking their dogs or just on their walks that we may have asked, like, hey, have you seen this? You seen this little guy? But there was uh apparently people lose dogs all the time in our neighborhood, but there's a post, there was a post on on Facebook and somebody saw him chewing mulch. Like eating, eating wood chips. Um, he's out there eating wood chips, but like he had ran off because he's like, you know, not today. You're not going to get me. Um, and so one of my neighbors, like two or three houses down, I, I had, she, she's like, you know, oh, your dog. So it's like, yeah, he's gone. I'm, he's missing. So she told me about Facebook. And so I was able to um, get more information off that feed of people. There were a couple people who were seeing them and posting it on Facebook, which is ultimately how we end up kind of narrowing down, like exactly where is he? He hasn't gone too far in the neighborhood. Um, one of our favorite uh, uh, walks, there was a family and their getting a pool put in, but the, the, their backyard isn't fully secure. So it was possible if he's just roaming, that he got into their backyard. So I ring the doorbell. I ask if it's okay, whether, you know, they look or if it's okay if I look to see if he's back there, maybe he had fallen into the pool or something like that. So he allowed for me to look. And as I was leaving and just kind of saying the updates that I had, um, with the information that the other neighbor had given me from Facebook, he said, okay, we're going to look this man and his daughter, they get in their car they look, they help us like driving around our neighborhood and they look for our dog for at least 30 to 45 minutes. Like didn't ask them. They didn't have to. They helped look. Um, another couple we had uh, talked to, they kind of did the same. Hey, we'll keep our eye out. They were walking their dog and they had been a, a further distance. And they're like, hey, we just walked all of this. We know he's not there. And I was just so impressed by the hearts of those people. Um, and that even through them, <laughs> through them that like God reminded me, I see you, I hear you, and here's my love, here's my support. And that we were able to identify and find our dog just because of the, the kindness and the goodness of of people that we that we don't know. And 
Thankfully, my dog didn't, he didn't get murked by a coyote or a car and he did return home. But even if he had, there still was good in that bag. Like this was happening. I was realizing like, man, these people are doing things that they don't have to, that I didn't ask them to kind out of the kindness of their hearts that I still saw God. I saw the goodness, all good things come from God in those people, in both of those situations that like the (laughs) darkness can't shut out light and that there's good in the world and that there's good in people, even when bad things are happening to you and around you. And so I really wanted to share that with you one, because it, it was a heck of a week, but then like these real time examples, like sometimes I'll look back and I'll talk about my childhood, but like, dude, this week, like is <laughs> an opportunity for you to become a better version of yourself. What will you do? Which role will you take? Do you choose light? You choose darkness. You walking with God. You choose to look for him in it. Are you still looking for God no matter what is happening to you or are you not? And I want to encourage you, maybe something not so significant, painful, impactful happened to you. Maybe something even the same or even worse. I don't know. But no matter what we face, that we can look and find God. There's some way that he's keeping you. He's protecting you. Even if you don't see it now. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose, it's working out for your good. It can and it will. Bad stuff happens to good people. It happens to all of us. However, but God, that he's real, he's still there. And I hope the way that I felt him so tangibly this week in both of those instances, and even in other ways that I didn't share here today, I pray that you would experience God in the same way, that you will come to know him so that you can discern when it's him, so that you can stop and thank him. So that you can acknowledge, that you can testify and share with somebody else that God is good all the time. That's it for this week, guys. Thank you for indulging me. Thank you for joining yet another episode. Continue to journey with me and the homies here on this good homie ship. No matter what you're seeing or what you're facing, remember that God is in control. Be as obedient and as faithful as you can. And what you can't do. Pray for the Holy Spirit to help you to do even more in your obedience and your faithfulness. Because if you stand there, stand on his word and his promises, he'll stand with you. Guaranteed. Remember, God has more for me and God has more for you. Now let's get it. Take care. With everything that we face in life, both good and bad, we are presented with an opportunity to become a better version of ourselves. It's up to us, though, to make the time to seize those opportunities. I hope that this episode helped increase your level of self-awareness, encouraged you, and even challenged you. Now, I would like to connect further with you. There are a few ways in the show description that you can do just that. Make sure that you subscribe, like, comment, and share this episode. You can also rate and review the show. Thank you so much and continue to journey with me.